FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head clash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken the angry pill. That smashes him to ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. He smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps. Steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. Uh, Chris Gale, that was uh, a big nod there to Andrew Webster, that uh, intro, who said, what's going wrong with our new intro? Well, there's the old intro. It warms the cockles of my heart. I hope yours too, Chris. Anything to entice said Fairfax media journalists onto the show, Stephen, I'm all in favour of it. Right. Great to hear the old... It's a, like a, th- it's a throwback, isn't it? It is. And we're also throwing back to Dave Ray, our special guest who's been here before as well. Yeah, speaking of nostalgia. <laughs> morning, Dave. Morning, all. Uh, lovely to be here. It's not that sort of show. It's not like it's a nostalgia show today, but we have been here for 13 years. We do revisit some of the old themes, but we've got a very special guest this morning. Uh, Mr Peter Beattie, are you there with us right now? I am, Chris. Stephen, how are you? And Dave, good to talk to you as well. What a nice, beautiful day in Sydney for State of Origin for women tonight. Doesn't it feel like Grand Final Week? It does. Well, <laughs> when you think about it, we've got Women's State of Origin tonight, we've got the Pacific Test tomorrow, and then, of course, on Sunday night, we've got State of Origin. So it's one hell of a weekend of Rugby League. Now, Peter, I'm not giving you full credit for this, but I think Rugby League is in terribly rude health at the moment. Right now, we have, of course, the, the retirement of Cameron Smith. We've got Queensland on the ropes. We've got St George on top of the ladder. Could it get any better than that? <laughs> now, you're good with Peter. I have to be neutral on many things. I know you do. Thing, I can never be neutral on that state of origin, I guess. I live in Balmain these days, yes. but as you, as you know, you can take the Queenslander out of... Uh, the boy out of Queensland, but not the Queensland out of the boy. Now, I'll be supporting the Maroons, as you know. But you've got to admit, Brad Sittler's done an amazing job with the Blues. So 10 out of 10 for that. Now, Mr. Petey, if, if I could uh, correct uh, everybody here, you were born in New South Wales, weren't you? I was. So I kept it as a state secret for years. <laughs> That's true. I was born in Sydney in yeah. King George the Fifth. Hospital. It's a wonder they didn't close it down after right. I left, but, but that's where I was born. But you played your first game in Queensland, didn't you? Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, I did, and that's the qualifying rules as yes. you and I both know. I was a North Queenslander, so I played in Eachin and Atherton and all those sort of places. Okay, and, but yes. uh, but if I, I was to look at your underpants, they're maroon, correct? Sorry, what was that? If I was to look at your underpants, they are maroon. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And my singlet as well, my shirt, my coat, my tie, <laughs> they're all maroon. And the scarf. Fantastic. 
Peter, it's Chris Gale here. Good morning. It's great to have you on the Hello, show. Chris. The legendary Chris Gale. How are you? Yeah, not the legendary Chris Gale, unfortunately. I'm the, uh, I often get confused, but I do like listening to the commentary about uh, when Chris Gale was a popular cricketer. <laughs> Peter, um, I think you've brought a philosophical bent to the rugby league this year, and I, and I want to just take you back recently to your uh, press conference with Todd, where you said, I am here while he is here. And he is here while I am here. That's blown my mind. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there was some speculation around that Todd may have been heading off to cricket since they have a vacancy in their CEO. So, uh, obviously, but I, before I became chair, I wanted to know who was going to be in the organisation and who wasn't. Because, mm, yep. uh, in my view, I mean, you know, being CEO is tough, but Todd does a good job. He's a young man. He's been there two years. He's trying to make a difference. You know, being CEO is also... You know, you've got to be strategic, but you've also got to be the policeman of the game. So it's not a popularity contest. We, and we needed someone reliable, and that's why I made that comment. And I'm quite, I have a good relationship with him, but I'm determined to keep it that way. I, th- I think if you ask him, the turning point for Todd about being totally allied to rugby league was coming on this show two years ago. He was he was 50-50, but after his fire-up experience, he stayed the long course, and I, I hope you do the same. Uh, so does that mean I've got to get him on the show every four or five months to make sure he stays? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and doesn't cricket need him at the moment, uh, Peter? <laughs> cricket needs him and divine help. Yeah. So, so, Peter, the NRL apparently has been returned to surplus, which is exciting. Yeah. It sort of sounds like the New South Wales state government. I don't want to bring up any sore points politically there for you. <laughs> but, but you've talked about the need for the game to purchase assets, and I think you mentioned yeah. potentially stadium or centres of excellence. My concern is that centres of excellence are a bit like a car. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it loses value. But I think I could get you a good deal on Balmain Leagues Club if you're interested. <laughs> now, now I was at the Tigers board meeting on Monday night. They're a really smart group of people. But if we go back to your point, I'll make, I'll make a serious point about it. Yes, we are in the black, and hopefully this year we're on target to have a surplus of 45 million. But we, look, the game is a really major weakness. We don't own anything. We're in a lease building. We don't have any assets. And that's pretty poor, to be frank with you. And, you know, I never run away from the hard issues. We need to build up an investment portfolio. And we've asked Gary Weiss, who's one of the uh, business people on the commission, to start working on that. And the reason's really simple, because, you know, if we end up with a dead rubber in state of origin or we end up with a grand final that doesn't produce the sort of money, we need a backup. We Mm. don't have one. So, you know, there's no point running around trying to hide this stuff. And I've talked to the chairs of all the clubs and the CEOs about it. We need an investment strategy. It's going to take years, but frankly, we've got to start somewhere, and hopefully we'll start this year. You better keep the roosters out of the grand final then because no one will show up. You're just trying to make a fight between Nick and I now. I'm staying out of that. <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't get into that fight. No, Ch- no. Chairman Beattie, it's Dave Ray speaking. Welcome to the show. Um, look, I've, Thanks, got a, I've got a quick query. Thinking about the future development of the game and uh, credentials of commissioners as they come on board. And, and looking at you being an ALP stalwart, a Sky News star, it begs the question for me is when will Mark Latham in the same way be invited on? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, if that wasn't an uppercut, I don't know what is. Uh, I, see, I see Mark on Twitter from time to time trying to engage on things like numbers who go to games and whatever and referees. I'm not going to do that. Uh, look, I, I, you know, we do have a good commission. Uh, Peter Valandis uh, from Racing New South Wales has joined recently. Uh, Amanda Lang has joined, as you know, from uh, 
history of Channel 9 and Fox. So we've got good people on the commission. I, there's just not a room for Mark at the moment. It's not a personal <laughs> thing. That I understand. We just don't have a vacancy. <laughs> Uh, Peter, have you got any say whatsoever or any inside information on the uh, the future two or one, perhaps the mortals that we're about to induct into our Hall of Fame? Can you tell us any more about what you know? Well, as you know, the NRL announced 10 people the other day, 10 mm. nominees. There is a independent committee process and they'll be announcing whoever they are come August, I think the date is, off the top August. of my head. Mm. But I, no, I don't because this has got to be done by a panel of, of experts people who are totally independent and otherwise look you, you know this is <laughs> choosing the immortals is, is one of those things you could never win uh, can, can you, know. you can you be expert and independent at the same time <laughs> uh, well i'm hoping so i'm hoping so it's an aspirational position yes, yes. but no look it's done by an independent panel of experts and, and people who know the game love the game and yeah. who will look at this objectively because this is one of the most debated things of all Yes, so, yes. Yeah. Uh, look, One of the things I can do without... And you, of course, can't put, you can't make any recommendations because of your position. No, well, you see, the nominations have already gone through this yeah. independent committee. Process. And been released. So everyone knows who the 10 people are, mm-hmm. and now they'll... So we released that in a transparent way. So you saw, I think, uh, Mel Meninga was out doing an interview the other day. Darren Lockyer was again uh, out doing interviews, both of whom are legends, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they become immortals now will depend on a on the independent panel. But I guess, you know, if you look at where the game is, this was a point uh, that you made before. I mean, the game is in good shape. I mean, a few months ago, as you know, the clubs were fighting with the NRL. Well, we've got, you know, that's been put behind us. We had a great meeting of all the clubs and CEOs the other day. We're working together, mm-hmm. and that's important because we need to build... We've got exciting things that we were talking about before, like a women's state of origin, and the women's numbers are growing significantly. The number of people playing touch uh, rugby league in Australia is now about 610,000. So did I see also the, the, the Wallabies playing uh, the South Sydney team the other day in a game of touch footy in uh, Moore Park? I didn't see that. Didn't you? Yeah. It looked pretty impressive. But that's, that should be shut down immediately. I'm not... <laughs> I, 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 that I, I, sounds like conspiracy to me. I'm a bit nervous. I, I can't tell you how upset I was to hear the Magic Weekend announced and then they had to change the weekend because the Queensland Reds were playing. What's going on there? Well, I don't know what that was all about because the when we announced it, we just said a weekend in May and ah. then somebody gave a date, I think it was the 17th of May, which was when the Reds were playing. Well, the game's actually on the 10th, but we hadn't said any date. We just said May which gave us the whole month to work out and to avoid this sort of problem. But someone speculated about, uh, I think it was the 17th, so everyone got excited, oh, it's a conflict. Well, you know, I don't know how the conflict over every day in May, but clearly, you know, these days everyone gets excited about bugger all, so they got excited. We said, well, hang on, here is the date, we'll do it. Everybody uh, settled down and lived happily ever after. Now, Peter, we're, we're getting pretty excited in New South Wales because we realise there's a new, there's a new dawning of a new time. Uh, once upon a time, state of origin was uh, mate against mate and hate against hate, etc. We've noticed that Freddie Fittler's brought in this very casual, freestyling, sort of loving approach. Barefoot in the park. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's taking the, the hogs around the country looking for love for the kitty. Yeah, movie stars. The whole bit. There's a whole new sort of feel in New South Wales. Does that, does that really put the, the tremors under you as a Queenslander now? Look, I think, uh, I'll give you a really serious answer to that. I think uh, Fiddler has actually brought 
a new dimension to the New South Wales team. I mean, you know, Brad Fittler's been a bit of a, obviously, football institution for a while, but he's added a, a bit of drama and a bit yes. of excitement. But I think he's been aided by something else. You mentioned Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, yes. uh, Cooper Cronk, all these Queensland legends who've retired. Yeah. And one of the things, uh, and I'll say this as objectively as I can, Queensland really had all the stars. Now that's changing. If you look at people like... Uh, you know, Latrell Mitchell, uh, you've got uh, James Roberts. Uh, you know, these are exciting players, but particularly Nathan Cleary. Now, he's only 20. I think Latrell Mitchell was 21 the other day. So you've got all these really exciting players. Let's not forget that excitement machine, Matt Pryor. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I was actually out of that game at the Sharks yes. when, he, uh, when the calls were coming through for his announcement uh, as part of the team. So... But, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to say yeah. in a very quick way is that New South Wales has now got a whole lot of these exciting stars That's capturing true. the imagination of rugby league fans everywhere. And, you know, even a, even a die-in-the-wall Queenslander like me has got to say, look, you know, mm. whenever Mitchell gets the ball or Roberts, I mean, they are just incredibly Dynamite. exciting players. So, Peter, um, I just should explain Stephen's comment about Matt Pryor. He's a very bitter St. George Illawarra <laughs> fan. He, he, he's, he's actually just trying to open up a line of conversation where you might consider underwinding the 1967 institution of the Cronulla Sharks and remove them from the from competition. The competition. <laughs> yeah, um, Pat- I, I, some of these things you just sort of let go through to the keeper. Yeah. We were talking about cricket before. Well, I'd actually be a really good wicketkeeper. You just had the ball going there. It's so. Very wise. There, there's a, a couple of campaigns that we're running, Peter, which we'd like possibly you to comment on. I'm sorry to hear that you're a, you're a tenant out at Rugby League Central. I just wonder who the landlord is there. But uh, in parallel with the Immortals, we'd like to introduce a Hall of Shame for <laughs> for all the grubs and the dickheads and those sorts of things. <laughs> Would there be something in the $45 million for us, do you think? <laughs> something in the more part. Guys, the list is too long. I mean, seriously. <laughs> can you imagine what an attraction would be for New South Wales tourism, though, Peter? Oh, it would be. It would be. It would be. Oh, you know, I agree with Todd Greenberg. You know, talk up the game, be positive. There's some right. stuff out there. Yes. You know? And you guys do that. You talk good about rugby league, and that's why Todd enjoyed being on the show. When I asked him about you, Blake, he said they're terrific. So I don't know whether you've got him on commission or not, but... <laughs> He was, he was in raps about you guys. Not, not, not with our budget. Um, uh, uh, Albie Tallarico, one of the listeners of the show, has noted that you know, you're know you born in essentially the birthplace of rugby league, being Balmain, which is Birchgrove Oval, as far as Australia's concerned. They put some AFL posts up there recently. Any chance of you helping us fund some covert action in Victoria to put rugby league posts on you know, Etihad Stadium and stuff like that? Well, I'm all for favour of that. But yeah, you know, idea, like one of the, yeah, but you know one of the good things we've done, and I know this is a serious answer, but what we did recently was a deal with the uh, Daniel Andrews government. They have given $12 million for a centre in Victoria to recruit, train uh, young Victorians to actually play rugby league. Because as you know, up till now, there's only been three Victorians who've gone into the storm. Mm-hmm. So I've about 10,000 kids through this every year. Talk about going into the heartland of AFL. That mm. is uh, more than a bridgehead. That's a mountain right in the middle of Melbourne. <laughs> Peter, uh, look, you know, looking at the KPIs of the NRL coming up in, in future years, I'm hoping that maybe you can add an extra on to it, which is uh, a guarantee of a Canberra Raiders premiership in the next two years. Well, I'll tell you what, I can't believe... I, you all watched uh, the Tigers play uh, the Raiders on the weekend. Oh, That's yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, Steve, we're all going to talk about that at length for the next half I hour. know you will be. I... I was in Canberra this week because we had that the politicians match where they all turn up as a 
state of origin between the politicians. So Sorry, did Barnaby have a runaround this week? <laughs> no, he didn't. He was missing this year. Oh, yeah, no, no, media I, commitments. And he didn't have a note either. And, and look, Pauline <laughs> Hanson didn't come either, so I don't yeah. know whether it was <laughs> I went. <laughs> they didn't come, I had no idea. But anyway, I saw Don Turner, and they were obviously ecstatic by their... Uh, you know, by the result on on, mm-hmm. on 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 the weekend, not so much the Tigers. They've just they were amazing. Tamber, I got to say, just amazing. Mm. Peter, um, one of the things you're looking to is a bit of degree of economic rationalism in the NRL. Some of the uh, measures you've said is that NRL execs will now fly economy yep. under two hours. What happens to an NRL executive if they're in a plane for more than two hours? Oh, that's right. People <laughs> want to get off. But no, 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 if, if you're flying, say you're flying to Perth, for example, then you can fly business class, uh, but if, you, if it's two hours, see, most of the flights, you know, you think about where are the most flights, they're between Sydney and Brisbane, Sydney yeah. and Melbourne, Yes, that's where most of them are, so, mm. you know, that's where everyone goes, so the reality is, you talk, I, I couldn't tell you a percent, I'm guessing, but 98% of all flights are therefore in economy, mm. I just felt, you know, realistically, if we're going to... Um, try and manage the finances properly, we should bring in those measures. I mean, it doesn't stop people upgrading with their own points if they wanted, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no reason if people want to pay for themselves, but the game play, pays economy. Todd flies economy, I fly economy. Right. Peter, look, we're going to have to wrap this up. I, I, we really thank you for coming on board. What I want to say is, for those of our younger listeners and those that just really just don't focus outside rugby league, uh, four times Queensland Premier, that's pretty impressive. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, that's very kind of you. Chairman, chairman of the Commonwealth Games recently? Yes. Yes, and now, of course, you're the chairman of the Australian Rugby League Commission. Um, yes. You must have a lot to be proud of in your time, but there's one thing that I really want to ask you about, and that is the spread of cane toads across the country. Surely that was one of your great failures. It was, and you know what? I'll give you a serious answer. We, we allocated money to stop the little buggers coming south because it wasn't just about getting to New South Wales. No. We didn't want them to come to Queensland. But you know what's going to happen? cane toads are taken over the nation. I know. And you're going to see it's state of origin on Sunday night. I'll finish the job. Well, well, it's it's interesting you say that because we've been running a campaign for a new team for another uh, Australian-type creature that doesn't get enough recognition, which, of course, is the Ibis, a.k.a. the bin chicken. And uh, one of our listeners, Blake Williamson, has asked that if the Manly licence does fold, we're trying to set up the Taramara bin chickens because we think we need to take rugby league back to its true heartland, the upper North Shore of Sydney. So we'd, we'd love your support in that. And, 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 and Peter, just two closing well, remarks. I know how dangerous it is to get involved in that debate. <laughs> I am not going anywhere near that. Fair enough. Um, two, two things from my point of view and wrap up because we're so thrilled that you were able to take time to join us today. Brendan Hilferty, another one of our listeners, says you've done the full credit to the boys' podcast. Now fire up. What's next for you in the underground rugby league media? Oh, I don't know. It's pretty good. Everything after today is downhill. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's the Todd Greenberg philosophy. And then finally, uh, our real good friend of the show, Dennis Carnahan, uh, does a show called Rugby League the Musical. Have you heard of uh, Dennis's work? I don't sing, so I don't know if that's heard. Mm. No, no, but you, you can educate me. I'm happy to do that. Right, so, so you're about to hear a bit of his work, but uh, he does a show called Rugby League the Musical. It's on again in August at the Bridge Hotel, okay. opposite right. opposite the um, Balmain Rugby League's club, which I can do you a deal on. <laughs> and the exciting news is that you're now a character. 
So, oh, right. so we're hoping that you can come along and join us and see you live on stage. <laughs> but Dennis, of course, was the author of The Great That's in Queensland, so that's something that seems to be very relevant to what we're facing this weekend. Ah, uh, yes. In fact, now, now I remember, someone did tell me about this. All right, I should get along. Yeah, and, and, and I've seen you. You're terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thank, you, Pete, thank you, Peter Betty. We appreciate your time. That's no, a pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me, and all the best. Okay, you thank too. You, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Go the okay. Blues. Bye bye. Bye. Could somebody please help me? I'm a little bit confused. When selectors choose for Queensland, could you tell me what map they used? Where you're born and where you come from, surely that's your origin. So could somebody please tell me what state these towns are in? Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. Suva Fiji. That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowraville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. State of origin, we're told, is all about state pride and the famous Queensland spirit, but we've been taken for a ride. How can they claim that spirit when all through history Queensland selected players from the wrong side of the tweed? Where is Hornsby? That's it, Queensland. Where is Minto? That's it, Queensland. Where is Tenterfield? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. So it seems that origin is not quite what we thought. And finally now New South Wales has got in on the rot. James Tarmo's given up fish and chips, jandals and chili buns Like so many Kiwis before him to play state of origin Where is Auckland? That's it, Queensland Where is Christchurch? That's it, Queensland Where is Palmerston North? That's in New South Wales Queensland's everywhere Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland Where is that's it, Queensland. Papua New Guinea. That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. From the very dawn of time, a savage and bloodthirsty struggle for survival has eradicated the weak and preserved the predator. After three billion years, Evolution has produced two of the natural world's true survivors. Now, these specimens of intelligent Darwinism will do battle for supremacy of the species in... The Cockroach versus The Cane Toad. Ribbon. I just broached the subject that it really isn't about the preservation or the survival of the fittest, uh, Chris and Dave. It is about love, L-O-V-E, love. I know it's not a new concept. I know it's been around since the Beatles. I know it's an unfamiliar uh, concept to you, though, Stephen. <laughs> Indeed it is. I thought it was all about hate. I thought it was all about survival of the strong against the weak. Uh, but no. No, Freddy Fiddler has rewritten the rule book and he's thrown all that other stuff out the door. We're entering into a new era. Uh, you were down at Coogee the other day, Chris, and I think, Dave, you were sort of hovering down the edges there. Having a look at this, uh, this new sort of way of behaving, I think that the shoes were off to start with. Absolutely. Very San Francisco well, look, 1967. Except Joey John's shoes. He feels the Joey. cold, Joey. He does. And he, he, he would not uh, shed the shoes. He's a little odd. 
I, I saw it as a bit more of a deliberate strategy, which is if uh, basically the no shoes, no service, it meant that no one was getting into the Coogee Bay Hotel a couple of doors up the road. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Clever man, that Freddie Fiddler. Yeah. He runs on many levels, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really interesting, this concept that what he's done is he looked at the way... Mm. Because he did it in his travels, the well-publicised Hogs for the Homeless initiative, where he's out there uh, addressing that issue and uh, reshotting Wellington's Oval, I think, at the same time. So he's caring for the homeless at the same time he's spreading the word of rugby league. As as the Hogs would motor into town and, you know, the locals look a little bit nervous. Bearing gifts? Well, just, well, former great players. Just being in their presence. That's enough. And kiddies would run up wearing Queensland jerseys in the heart of New South Wales. And And the kids were saying, Freddie... We can't love the likes of Fergs, Dugs, Jenko, Woodsy. Out, out, out. I, I can't understand that, but <laughs> they, they couldn't. He said, you know what? This, the state does not love our team. No. So when they got into the selection committee with Bedsy and Greg mm-hmm. Alexander, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Brandy, mm-hmm. they said, we need to pick a team yeah, that everybody yeah. can love. We can all love, love each other. It's interesting you mentioned that uh, just their own presence is a gift in itself. When you see Clemmer go to a hospital... That's all it takes. Great big man like Clemmer, and the kiddies have terrific stuff. Have, have you seen Clemmer's finger at the moment? <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of like a, a, not even at a right angle. It's got it? the Fletcher bend on it, yeah. and Crichton is just advocating the to get The Fletcher him. bend, I like that, yeah, yes. Yeah. And he's Crichton just says, just get it chopped, mate. Just yeah. chop it, yeah. You know, man it's, up. I've seen. Man up, yeah. Like, well, what like, Tommy do? Well, why can't the whole team do it? We all walk around giving each other high fours everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be. It's complicated, though. You don't know, get caught up. Getting a tattoo is so passe, though, Stephen. How's that 2010 premiership tattoo? It's coming up. It's going to be a double. 2010. No, it's not. If Freddie's opening up team bonding, I mean, I think we do have to think laterally. Forget getting team tattoos. Everyone gives a finger for the Blues. I think think it'll be they'll win 60 nil. Well, <laughs> why not? Jeez, why not? Well, they were giving $100 per kitty for music lessons yeah, in the yeah. budget this week. And doesn't that paratet guy look at like, Ben, yeah. I can writ large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not everybody $100 so, to get their finger well, amputated? You know, you, you know how those mobile vans for uh, for you know checks for cancer, etc., your local park, you know, they just roll up. It's you know paid for by the government. Perhaps we could have remove a finger in the state of New South Wales. Tremendous. Can they recycle the fingers that are taken off for well, another maybe, purpose? They... Maybe this is part of this uh, healthy Harold. You know, the giraffe can go around <laughs> yeah. and he can have like one of his boobs removed. Yeah, Can you recycle? That's a very yeah. interesting question. Yeah. Very what interesting news question. Could they go to the trauma? Well, was that musical Sweeney Todd or something? <laughs> yeah, but you can imagine that. You could almost have it like a, a sort of an auction after the game, like rather than the jerseys. You can yeah. say you could actually have David Clemmer's finger. Yes, so yes. One of yours removed and have it surgically. Yes. And all exactly right. And all sorts of humorous taglines like "Give a finger to the blues" and all that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Endless yeah, possibilities yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> now you were just mentioning Kuji. Uh, you know, Gadigal legend has it that it is the most mineral-rich uh, spot on the whole planet. As James Maloney has also confirmed this week. Exactly. It's the richest most nutrient rich uh, oval in Australia. There are no negative neutrons on that. Sorry, can I just ask, has James Maloney done a geological study of the nation to actually weigh them up one against each other? Yes, took him a whole year. So he's basically now going to go on a career at the CSIRO post football. Exactly. (laughs) By the way, we all love a rugby league cliche Mm -hmm. and if I hear uh, to me now Damien Cook, former beach sprinter, as is Billy Slater, a former jockey, Everybody's been talking about Maloney, you know, best player for both sides, Origin 1, most try assists for Queensland and New South Wales. And the reason it doesn't phase him is because he immediately forgets it. Is it time to call him the goldfish? The goldfish. I don't know. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Now, the thing that does worry me, Chris, is the most impressive thing. I think the thing that won the game for us in Melbourne was the team walk in their pea coats, no collars, all black, looking very smart, from the Pullman Hotel 
to the uh, the big the big home MCG. Well, I haven't. We haven't been able to definitively establish what it was. I think someone suggested previously it was the Ibis, maybe the Ibis Hotel, which was it? Uh, Not the plays into it. But fair enough. But the walk was very successful. Though it was interesting to hear, you know, Regan Campbell Gillard mm. saying he was a bit concerned that people were going to go him for saying mm. he was going to kill some people. Yes. But they, the, the, I think, as they walked into the bluff of the MCG, they saw the task ahead of them, mm. and so it was exciting news. Given that they're prepared to walk barefoot on the grass in Coogee, yeah. soak up the negative neutrons, because mm. I think that's what they do, is that they were prepared to walk from the Pullman out of the Homebush Precinct to ANZ. Yep. Three minutes. But no. He's pulled it, He's pulled Freddie. it, yes. That's he's he's done a bait and switch. It's not just disappointing, it's worrying. It's extremely worrying, because mm. how else are they going to get there? Mm. Well, um, is it because there's a light rail being built down the middle? It's going to take 40 minutes to get well, around. Opening in 2024. Yeah. Well, as is concerned, my experience of the of the shuttle bus there is it only goes in one direction, mm. and I think it goes in the opposite direction. So there'll be about 25 minutes battling through mm. Origin traffic, of which I'll be part and, of it. And Chris, in typical Freddie form, he's going against the grain of local fashion. Everybody's going high business, Sydney. Yeah, they were going the, black. I'll have the presets. I'm going everybody, there tomorrow night. Everybody, everyone's high business. High business yeah. So. I don't know another master stroke, and, and what did we think of the uh, the concept of? By the way, walking, mm. love, spiritual walking. Look, do I have to remind you that Gandhi did a great walk? Gandhi walked, <laughs> and he amassed he amassed thousands of people in his wake as he walked. Let's not forget that Jesus went out in the desert, barefoot, barefoot. <laughs> He he walked. Barefoot. There wasn't much nutrient in the, in the soil there. There was there was a there was a march where yeah. Chairman Mao was concerned. Oh, sorry, wasn't I can't it? believe yeah. the last time I was on here we had, we talked about Jesus in his forty days. There you go. There we go. So all everything else is new again. We, yeah. we, we don't have much source material, no. Dave. We, the, the Bible is something we go back to all the time. I know famously Buddha got fat by sitting under a tree waiting for Nirvana. You know, but I thought I think after that he walked, didn't he? He well, did. But uh, is that the path then, that if you do end up with a Gandhi-style walk, are we yeah. talking rugby league world peace? We've got to talk the game up. We've got Chairman Beattie on here. Yes. Are we about to reach a whole new level of oh, detente? Exactly. Well, you know, exactly. Anthony Robbins' firewalks, yes. Ian Botham charity walks. Yes. Freddie Fittler has seen this combination of love, spiritualism and walking. Mm-hmm. I think we're looking at the rising of a new... Messianic figure. Forrest Gump style. Forrest Gump style. <laughs> Freddie Fittler. Freddie Fittler's, yeah. Freddie Fittler's footprint will yeah. not just be felt in regional New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. It will not just be felt on the origin fields. It will be felt worldwide. Yeah, yeah. these things though, have sometimes have a habit of going wrong. Like, you know, you, it either ends up in a great place or Jonestown. Well, I was so. David Koresh style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's exactly why Joey Johns won't take off his shoes. Because he knows he can walk on water. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to really show himself no, 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 off. No. Yeah. <laughs> if Freddie for Game 3 brings out the Kool-Aid, we're in a lot of trouble. Well, with, with the Immortals being named, it must be remembered that Joey is not the only immortal who's not only immortal, what is he, Stephen? He's infallible. He's infallible. He's infallible, yes. Hey, this is Fire Up. We'll come back in just a moment. Fire Up! Fire Up! Ready to go! Ready to go! Fire Up! Fire Up! Ready to go!
already talking about a new way of walking. Daddy, let your mind go where? Oh, that's cosmic stuff. That is. Yeah, but they're not walking from the Pullman to ANZ. Yeah, it's no, worrying it's... times, Stephen. Worrying times. Mr. Fitler, please rethink that approach and uh, we entreat you. take very seriously. Now, of course, uh, another great uh, quirky man, a, uh, a man who uses his mind over matter, and another man who loves barefoot. Is Simon Baker was at training the other day. The mentalist. The yeah. mentalist. How about that for a, a change of tack? And the Guardian. Yes, and the Guardian. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. You know, there's a defence and there's yes. a mind. He's a Tim, Tim Winton sort of, you know, he's a new age sort of guy. Apparently he uh, loves Parramatta Reels. Well, you know. Yeah. Is that Simon Baker? He says he likes to stream games. I guess you assume he's, the games aren't streamed by Optus. And um, <laughs> uh, he says he's too anxious to go out to games. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I, I always feel better at the game. Like I was out mm. there at Campbelltown. As, I scream at the television more I do uh, when I'm at the game. As Josh Hodgson yeah. beat the West Tigers, because it certainly wasn't the Canberra Raiders who beat us. And, <laughs> and, and, and at least I can understand. If I'm bearing witness at the game, I can understand the disembodiment of watching a game game on a screen is uh, just puts my anxiety levels through the roof. Well, I, I can say as a Canberra Raiders fan, it's after the year and, dare I say, two, century, two decades that we've had, that I find myself watching a game like that and I'm kind of the curious Labrador look at it, which is I can't over get overjoyed about it. I'm like... Really? We did that? Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't know how to feel now. I don't want to harp on it, but I kind of looked at the two lists, if I can use that term, and boy, have you underperformed this year. That's all Oh, that's... Oh, God. How long have we got? Hey, uh, Not long enough. Dave, you're a director of the Newtown Jets. That's that's good. Support local. Think yep. global, you know. Uh, you love the Raiders. Yes. Where did the clap... I know it was an Icelandic thing originally. Is that correct? Where, is that where the clap came from? Who started it? What's the story? <laughs> well, I, I'm not really sure. Didn't you origin. go to the lecture when you were at high school? <laughs> so, <laughs> now that we've got the Benny Hill section of the show underway, um, I'm not really sure where the clap came yes. from. But, uh, it's very look, impressive it, when you see it in the flesh. It is. But the yeah. amazing thing about it so far this year is the at the beginning when the Raiders mm. are getting somebody to... Blow the horn, yeah. And some speaking of, the, of Benny Hill, yeah. And somebody, some of the people who have been on there. Look, as a as a Raiders a devoted man, I'm sitting. I'm going. I love that they've got the guys there, but there are some that I'm going. He was a forty gamer, or you know, Ruben Wiki was an amazing one recently. Like in you know, former club legend. But honest to God, you see that bloke, he could suit up and run out for them right now. Love, He's I love Ruben Wiki. Love Ruben yeah. Wiki. And of course, there's endless possibilities with that horn. I mean, when Alan Tongue, Tongue on the horn, it's just, <laughs> it's just been outstanding. But should they open it up? I mean, do I detect a hint of bitterness? Like you're saying it should be opened up to the fans if a 40 gamer can get a blow? No, I mean, there's no logic there. I'm just bitter. That's it. <laughs> yeah, did you grow up in Canberra? I did, born okay. and bred. Um, uh, so are you, are you a descendant of, of the original... Um, the, the Vikings. The Vikings, the men with horns. They got Oh, like George. Landlocked let's say years ago. Let's say yes. journey. Yeah, I mean, you, you Lots forget of hair. Yeah, exactly. You forget, yeah. Hunger oh, as a bride, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Chris has just touched on the important point, which is yes, that sort of all those Viking ships floating a Lake Burley Griffin discovered yeah. they got frustrated, had nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You bump, yeah, bump into the Kingston foreshore. It is a secret city, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was actually in Canberra on Wednesday, and can I just simply say, gee, it's a consistent town. It is. It's, 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 <laughs> you consistently get lost on the clover leaves. I, I went there in the 1970s on a school Hasn't excursion. Hasn't changed that much. Not much. No, no. I love Not it. Much. I love it. No, Northbourne Avenue. I mean, apart from maybe the private bin shutting down and Club X over the mm. road, that's really the, the rest of the place. No, I am sporting. I actually got. I, I had a meeting inside the new Parliament House, and I was eaten by the the sliding doors. I've got. Chris, a, would you be a polymath? <laughs> would you? Possibly. Would you? And and it was quite. Quite traumatic, but I, I, I got a band aid at the public expense, so that was all right. Ah, mm. I love it's like the ABC, your three cents a day. So oh, they're privatizing that, I believe. I, I think we should put in a bid for that. 
I'm assuming also that uh, Canberra is so far away and so landlocked now that uh, the Ibis and the cane toad haven't made any headway there. Now, I haven't heard about the cane toad, but uh, you know, let's also not remember, forget the uh, the fact that Premier or Deputy Premier Barilaro has decided that the Brumbies should roam wild and free, despite the fact that it's eaten half of Kosciuszko National Park. <laughs> so on. you know, this is the rugby union team you're talking about. No, no, no. I'm no, merely talking about wild that. horses. What, what I'm worried about is that further invasion. Mm. The next thing we see is the original spiritual home of the Raiders. It's Seaford Oval, you see a stack of bloody wild horses running around eating the place. Right. And I, the animals as well, I assume. Yeah. yeah. This, this is an interesting question. I, I was, uh, in part, I caught up with a colleague of mine whose name is Dennis Taylor, one in Arla Carnahan, big Canberra identity, Raiders, Brumbies fan, etc. He's got a lot of opinions, Dennis. Uh, he feels it should be the Canberra Queanbeyan Raiders. Oh, what do you feel sakes. about that? Because he feels that that's Queanbeyan is the spiritual home of rugby league in the ACT. Is that true? Yeah, well, look, short answer, no. Long answer, absolutely bloody not. I mean... <laughs> you listen we, to this, Dennis? We, we are, Dennis, we, we are very much grateful for the millions that uh, the Queanbeyan Leagues Club donated all over those years. But no, the move to Bruce Stadium, not Canberra Stadium, not GI Stadium, it's Bruce Stadium. Well, the one with the Gregham Larkham stand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that named, doesn't sound very rugby league to me. Well, but also named after, you know, the, the famous politician, apart from John Howard, to be the only sitting Prime Minister to ever lose his seat while in office. So, famous area of town. So, I know, the moment that we moved in and became the McFadden Raiders for three or four minutes, and then the Video Easy Raiders, we were Canberran born and bred. So, no, I'm sorry, Dennis. Queenbin, we appreciate your contribution, but... Uh, no. How long since you've been Canberra Milk? Uh, I actually dug out an old milk jersey recently, and it's it was 94, I think. So, yeah, and I think the end of the milk you know, naming rights sponsorship has probably coincided with you know, so, our imminent decline, less calcium. Yeah. It's so, not quite as flash as Penfolds, is it? Well, no, it depends. Depends what strata penfolds we're talking right, about. Range, yeah. Newman Auto, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and were you were you there as part of the lime green milk promotion? Oh, that was so fantastic. Cold in the morning. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But the whole thing of Chicka Ferguson having a swig in the line, what they drink in the dressing room is like, yeah. But you can imagine someone popping it at halftime and whacking half a liter of that down. <laughs> Listen, we're attacking the big issues. Uh, the the one that's really caught our eye this week, of course, is the Sinbindoral. Well, parallel to the lines, taking 40 minutes to get off the field, and there's no action taken. Chris, Dave, comments, please. Well, I've got a lot of comments on this. I mean, I think that in certain circumstances, uh, taking your time mm. is justified, i.e. the 69 grand final when the Balmain Targos laid down. Justified. 11 yes. points to two over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But uh, this is a, a modern plague on the game. Yeah. I was at two games on the weekend, Stephen. Count them, two. Mm-hmm. Sydney Roosters. On the one day. By the way, to all you Eastern Suburbs fans, yeah. it's Sydney Roosters <laughs> now. And, and look, try not to boo when you're winning. <laughs> try and be gracious when you win, Roosters fans, please. I'm, I'm, I'm that close to handing in my... I can hear it over the TV. He said it was so loud. I'm that close to handing in my season tickets, oh, Stephen. They're such sakes. bad sports. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're really desperate. And, they, and they just bought the women's... Uh... Oh, have you seen, you know, the 14 women's <laughs> NRL competition, basically yeah. the New South Wales Blues team who are they're running around bought. in North Sydney. Like, bought by Locked Uncle Nick. barrel. <laughs> Ruan Sims on 100% footy. You could tell she was entranced by Nick Politis. Oh. I mean, the, the charisma of yeah. the man. Why we didn't say to Chairman Beattie, step aside mm. and get Nick Politis in and we run this game yeah. the way... I, I apologise to the listeners. I hear that Pacino's playing him in the movie. <laughs> That's exactly. Can I simply go, hooah? <laughs> <laughs> the but, but the sin bin. <laughs> so, and the chocolate and white was what Penrith were oh, wearing. Oh, yes, by the way, you, you can text in if you want to. 0409 
945 945 if you've got an opinion about anything that, and particularly if you don't know anything about rugby league yeah, get, get stuck into how soft we were on Peter Betty. we can take it uh, so the chocolate soldiers were there and they got touched up but Peachy was put in the bin took him about 10 minutes as you know Paul Kent wax lyrical about during the week and then at the Canberra game you were lifted Dave by Blake Austin being put into the bin but he was actually about a metre away from the sideline a direct sin binning issued to sideline would have taken him about 10 seconds mm-hmm. took him two minutes to get off mm. he walked the longest possible distance yep. breaking all Pythagorean theorems at the same time <laughs> and he kept turning around and going oh sorry did you say something ref it's, it's a blight on the yes. game you should be embarrassed are you embarrassed what are you going to do about it I, I am not embarrassed by it and I wholeheartedly support Blake's actions in any way shape form apart from the silly thing he did to get Sinbin in the first place. But look, you know, you talk about the, the Pythagorean theorem. For me, actually, it was more a testament to Stephen Hawking's recent passing, which was mm. he was finding the longest yeah, right. the longest yes. distance between yeah. two points. Dave, for those who don't follow, what purpose is there to achieve in this? What is the what is the aim? Oh, I think actually if it's you know, it's ratings, to be honest. So what he's yeah. done is he's he's done it's it in a theater. way that means it inches into the six o'clock spot when most yes. people are there, which yes. means yes. more rugby league fans are there. And quite yeah. frankly, Chairman Beatty should be grateful for it. Yeah. And we've noticed this, so obviously it's entertaining. Well, the game didn't finish till 10 past 6, yes. and I was I was yeah. having Chinese with my friends JR and Pete, who have been yeah. guests on this show, over in Rose Bay. It's not easy to get to Campbelltown from Rose Bay at that time of night. No. So, look, you know, again, it's this, I think we need Freddie Through Fiddler. Through your plans. Yeah, Freddie yeah. Fiddler shows the value of a walk and the value of not walking. Yes. Yeah. He knows when to do it, when not to do it. We need him to run to the Let's also think, given your reference to Gandhi before, you can't talk about long walks and then come back and criticise yeah, people yeah, true, for it. True. Yeah, another one of Freddie's little initiatives is to take them all the races, like the Marx Brothers. What's the story with that? <laughs> Day of the races. Day of the races. Sequel to Night of the Opera. There'll be some Buxom Opera singers there, I assume. Because Cameron Munster's proven that that never goes wrong. Never goes wrong at yeah. the races. It's yeah. fundraiser for the Mark Hughes Foundation, gentlemen, so I think we right. should take it seriously. On, and, and, and what Freddie wants to do in the wake of a career-defining game the following day is just relax the players. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing more relaxing than going out and doing $1,000 at the races. I'm assuming yeah. they're, they're not taking the light rail out there. <laughs> It's a walk, it's, correct? Hang on, where they're, are they? Batman all of Sydney. Could you to Randwick? You could walk it. You There's a few hills. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think also maybe with Freddie that he's he's probably looking at the, the revisionist version of history, which is sort of things that have gone right and wrong with previous Blues administrations, yeah. that he's going out to the races to point out to Wayne Pearce and Robbie Kearns, no, no, you watch them, you don't ride them. Don't ride the horses. And who was the other player who was injured, often forgotten? Bradley Clyde. Canberra Raider. Yes. Though he ended up with the Bulldogs, didn't he? Yeah. A little piece of good news, perhaps. A little, uh, the clouds the clouds part. There's a bit of sunshine coming through for the West Tigers. Robbie Farah. Well, coming uh, back. A little bit of sunshine. Don't sunshine. forget Moses Mbai, yeah. who's uh, joining us as well. I mean, it's going to be a gala occasion out at Leichhardt Oval a Sunday week, Stephen and Dave, as the uh, Tigers take on the Gold Coast Titans. Right, right. Can, we, can we just point out on that point the phrase packed house Titans Tigers? It's not something you're going to hear this lifetime again. <laughs> and, and, and nothing warmed my heart more to read in the papers this morning that Marina Go says, Welcome back, Robbie. I'm not sure uh, that's exactly what she said when he left, but, yeah. uh, but, but um, the thing that's been pointed out that will be 665 days since that very unfortunate time where Robbie said goodbye to the Tigers up on the scoreboard. Who's counting, Chris? Well, I mean, I think numerologists would have been if it was 666. So so can the return of Robbie, the reuniting with Benji, the... um, Ascension of Moses Mbai to the fullback throne lead to the Tigers making the playoffs. Resurgence. I doubt it. Well, it, it. Knowing your fandom of particular music acts, is is this a bit like 
Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins. Like, this is Genesis coming back together again. Well, I certainly hope it's not like Phil Collins flying transatlantic to play with Led Zeppelin, because we all know how well that went, you know, back on Live Aid. Chris, i throw it to you and to our listeners. Uh, the text line is 0409 I'll be playing some tunes at the, uh, the State of Origin on Sunday night. Any tune you suggest from that catalogue that might go down well on Sunday night, from the Genesis catalogue, for example? From the Genesis yes, catalogue. Yes, um, yes. Turn it on again, perhaps. Do I have to play 15 minutes of it? Yeah, well... <laughs> You know, supper's ready, you know. <laughs> that, that goes for ready. about tw- tw- 20 minutes. There's, yeah. the, um, there's something about giant hogweeds. I think they've got a song, a song like that. Dance of the Moonlit yeah. Night. I thought I might try and put a bit of Frank Zappa in on Sunday <laughs> night, see if anybody's but, I, but I see you more as... I, I assume when you're saying playing tunes, you're just one of those guys who's outside this the, the actual stadium just sort of creating a bit of colour and atmosphere as people walk to the stadium. You like the blues. wrong, yes. Oh, right. um, I think you sort of... For your stuff, pretty simplistic. Yeah. Abacab, I think, would be more like you. Sorry, it's a standard rugby league game, isn't there? A lot of pyromania and Pat Benatar's all fired up. Isn't well, that yeah, how the day yeah. Standard practice. ACDC? Yep. In excess, maybe a chisel tune if you're lucky. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, stre- we'll stretch it. <laughs> Back in a minute. Fired up! Fired up! Ready to go! Fired up! Ready to go! Fired up! Ready to go! Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. Who who wants ice cream? Come get it. Text comment uh, here, Chris and David says, How is this not the pregame pump up song? Jack from Surrey Hills says. Eiffel <laughs> 65. Yes. Yeah, why not? Well, things are guaranteed to get people back to the bars. Don't, don't, don't you like how subtle we are? Song's called Blue, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and Eurovision was not on recently? Was it? Well, yeah. well, it certainly was. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and does this not record Eurovision? It, yeah, we've got producer Pat. He's, he's, he's actually become the go to man for Eurovision, Eurovision song, DJing. Yeah, song yeah. nights, karaoke he's nights. He's got them all. He's yeah, got yeah, Brotherhood yeah. of Man, yeah, he's yeah. got ABBA, he's got Lordy, yep. Conchita Buck, Worst, Bucks Fizz. Bucks Fizz. But nothing Aussie. Well, no, no, Malboy, no. Mm. <laughs> How's Dennis not written a song about Australia that's in Europe? Dunny Im, mm. is it? Dunny Im? Dunny Im, yeah. Yep. Dunny Im, yep. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, apparently there was a big game last night. Someone's just saying on, on the test line. Some well, sort of sporting competition. Well, no, the women's yeah. origins tonight. We've got the tonight, Pacific yeah. Tests. We've got yes, uh, Tonga yes. v Samoa, PNG versus Fiji. And by the way, guys, just something you may not be aware of. Uh, did yeah. you know that rugby league is the national sport of Papua New Guinea? I did not know How that. How about that? Wow. And then, of course, we've got the Denver Test, which yes. we, you know everyone in Australia will be staying up late to yeah. see the Denver Test between yeah. Denver and... England. Is it? No, it's not. It's Denver and um, Washington State, isn't it? Something like Something that. like that. Yeah. And and then, of course, State of Origin 2 ah. uh, men's style Sunday. But Sunday. that's it for the games, as far as I'm concerned. That's no NRL. Know. There was okay. no NRL. I tuned in last night right. on SBS. <laughs> and that's it. I saw Fozzie and Lucy Zelich okay. and the Kremlin, okay. but no rugby league. <laughs> the Kremlin. Did I tell you I've been to the Kremlin? I've also been to the Kremlin. Did you see Lennon? I did. His tomb. Yeah. I saw the tomb. I yeah, didn't you, see him. You, you didn't see him? Like, no. When I was there in the yeah. early 90s, you could still see him. Yeah. And I've told this story before, but you actually go down and walk around the three sides of yes. Lennon. He's there in the suit. And used to say his body sort of reflected the time when Schwarzenegger was popular, he was pumped up. Right. We, we were there during the Kate Moss era and they yeah. sort of dressed him down a little bit. He was a bit skinnier. 
But I swear to God, his eyes followed you as you went around. Really? Yeah, wow. it was a really, really wonderful moment. And I yeah. thought at that particular point in time, I mm. thought of Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Because as we said, him leaving the Melbourne Storms, he's like Leon Trotsky, worried that... Cameron Vladimir Lennon Smith is going to put a nice pick yeah. in his head at any time. And where is Stalin chipped? Well, can I tell you another story? Yes, you can. Uh, this is far up. It's about rugby league. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a history lesson. Yeah. I went to the famous person's cemetery in Moscow, yeah. and you know they're pretty literal. The greatest clown. There's a statue of a clown. Rocket scientist. There's yeah. a statue of a rocket. But there was a very nondescript grave. And our guide. And I apologise for the accent to all our Russian friends out there because they got nothing else to watch or listen to right now. Yeah. And the the guide she goes, and this this is the grave of Stalin's second wife. <laughs> And, what and, this, and this chair, it is said that every day Stalin would come and weep for the loss of his wife. Hmm. Why he wept, I do not know. Because he had her murdered. He's a funny bugger. Oh, They're yeah. All funny Stalin, buggers. terrific. But the, the, his great legacy was the tube stations. Beautiful, ornate, wonderful underground system. Sure, he slaughtered millions, but, you know. Yes. Uh, happy yeah. news in rugby league. Uh, the, 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 the Yankee terrorist, Matt Lodge, is making amends. Taken out of bank loan. Taken out of bank loan. It took, took a leaf. for the next 99 years, right? <laughs> took, a, took a leaf out of the NRL's book. Yeah, yeah. Take out of bank loan, suddenly you're in surplus. Yes, Good yes. to see. Reparations, Stephen. Yep, reparations. We're in favour of Redemption and reparations. And, and uh, he's been playing, though, before this particular moment, of course, in rugby league, which uh, we're a forgiving you know, large church, this body. But what about Todd Carney? Yes, Dave? <laughs> I'm just pausing long. Well, look, you know, if yes. you like, I, I would encourage everyone to look at the Wikipedia entry about Todd, which goes on four, five, A4 pages, as I saw recently, <laughs> and tell me whether or not you think the multiple occasions of weeing on mm. people is something that, so, you know, deserves another go. Yes. So there's a lot of talk about the Raiders group and their involvement in this uh, purchase of the Raiders Centre of Excellence. Mm. Is it true that you're one of the leaders of the Raiders group who, in fact, were formed as the vigilantes who ran Todd Carney out, out of, of town? town? And nowhere near Goulburn. Look, the first thing about Raiders... Raiders group as you don't talk about Raiders group. Right. Uh, That'd be right. The second point I can make is that I think a lot of people would kind of, you know, like the day when they're told and wear it as a badge of honour that they've been banned from Goulburn. Um, <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, there, there's people sitting in the supermax at the moment who'd be pretty keen to get out of there. So, well, that's true. No, no. Personally, look, look Todd, uh, great son of other people, but no, you've had your time with us, son. Toddle on. We uh, have often discussed this, uh, and, you know, funding is being organised as we speak for the Hall of Shame that's going on just near the Stop them the light rail past Moore Park. <laughs> yeah, near there. the Tibby Cotter Bridge. And how good is that? Yeah, we got Matt Lodge to chip in now and build the foundations, he says, because <laughs> we're not going to give him a wing. But we have discussed wings, and perhaps there is a wing for those banned from Goulburn. I don't know. <laughs> that would be, that well, would be good. I yes. think also perhaps some sort of sideline victims as well. With Todd, there were people like, uh, it was Steve Irwin, I think the guy's name was, coincidentally. Who Not was, the Steve who was, No, yeah. exactly. But yeah. he was a guy that when Todd did one of his runners from the police, mm -hmm. that he was the guy that was left behind. And he was a Raiders player. Todd got offered a second chance. Steve was out the door that way. So I think maybe sort of the the byproduct victims of, of the Hall of Shame as yes, well. And, yes, and, yes, and, yes. and no doubt some uh, interview footage with the magistrate who ran Todd out of Goulburn. <laughs> out of town, yeah. That'd yeah, be good. On loop. Yeah, yes. yeah, terrific. My, my reaction to that at the time is, y you can do that? Apparently. I didn't know that was something they could do. Yeah, no, no one had ever heard that before. No. No. And look, we understand that both Todd Greenberg, David Gallup, and now uh, Peter Beattie have all sort of like shaken their heads and said, look, the Hall of Shame is not something we're going to go into right now. No, they've taken it under advisement. <laughs> yes, exactly. We understand the benefits to the state economy, but perhaps it's not our job to do that. It is our job, Chris. <laughs> it's totally our so job. So things are fire up. We can start a fundraiser now, GoFundMe, you yeah, know. exactly. What's yeah. uh, the David Brent thing? You can't have the rainbow without the rain. So <laughs> yeah. Kickstarter, that kind of makes sense with rugby league, doesn't it? Exactly. Uh, Dave, 
you, uh, what's happening with the Jets at the moment? Um, look, we're, we're having a relatively good season. We're yep. sitting sort of nestled in the top eight at the moment. Um, one of the nestled great, in the, nestled in in the, the top, top eight. eight. <laughs> yep, in a competition of 12, which yes. is fantastic. Yes. But uh, what, what I will point out is that uh, we've, we've been lucky enough with our relationship with Cronulla that uh, some great players like Aaron Gray, grand final winner, has been running around for us this year. And uh, Shane Flanagan's young son, who i got to say has got superstar written all over him. Is, is he? Having is a Blake wild, Flanagan, is it? Uh, Kyle. Kyle Flanagan. Kyle Flanagan. So, yeah, and you had a raft of players selected in the Intrust Super Premiership representative team. And yeah. captaining Scott Sorensen, uh, you know, nephew of Kurt and Dane, as I understand. Love the Sorensen brothers. And can you hear that, Stephen? A good relationship with Cronulla it is possible. You know I didn't interrupt then. <laughs> Very, very. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I heard a glimmer in Chairman Beatty or Magistrate Beatty, as we probably should have addressed him, that he might be up for the D uh, registration, registration of Cronulla. Cronulla. Southern, yeah, Maybe yeah. that's where the Taramara bin chickens will have to relocate. <laughs> well, either that or a merger between the bin chickens and the Jets, and we can sort of stretch all the way from, say, Warunga wow. down to Tempe. That would wow. be a corridor. Yeah, a corridor of bin chickens. <laughs> now, a couple of really big items at the moment. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans is just doing himself no good whatsoever in the PR stakes, is he? He was given an, an offer for some media training. I mean, I don't know if he needs media training, but he went to a great man, or a great man was sought by an immortal. It doesn't get any better, does it? No, Joey Johns tipped uh, DC into Kenny Sutcliffe, yeah. and Kenny gave DC a call, heard nothing. Mm. The call back, they had a pleasant chat. They were going to apparently get together and do something, and he never heard back from DC. He's brushed Kenny Sutcliffe. Mm-hmm. Dave, you're a mate of Kenny's. You've hung out with him and Mudgy. This was a huge mistake on Daly's part, isn't it? Well, I mean, look, if you get the offer of counsel from Ken Sutcliffe and you decide not mm. to take it up, mm. woe betide you. Mm. Yep. I mean, look, you woe know, the, the, you. To, to bump into him in Mudgy and look at him at the ripe old age of 70, as he told us, and go, he does not look a day over 45. Yeah, he's a male model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's perhaps a testament that working about seven minutes a day is probably he's the best opportunity for you to age well. Here's a fun fact. I think of the, the only two celebrity voices Billy Birmingham didn't impersonate were Ken Sutcliffe yeah. and Andrew G from Channel V. Is that right? That's right. Andrew G? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Gunsberg. Yeah, in other words, he, but the, the joke was he kept telling us, Richie said, we've got Andrew V from Channel G with us. But yeah, because Osher came in to give them hypnosis training. <laughs> I, I, I desperately wish that Billy would actually, the one thing I would like him to do, because obviously with the moving and the passing of time and the Channel 9 team moving on, Alan is waiting for Billy to put his touch. An Alan Jones, Billy Birmingham Ooh, album. Yes, yes. He's touched upon it before. but He has, hasn't he? It's well, such a rich vein to touch. Yes, just just yes. let the defamation thing sort itself out and it'll be absolutely fine. Tremendous, tremendous team. Because recently we know that uh, DC has not uh, warmed himself to many, many people, including Anthony Watmo, who recently added to his comments, he said, Watmo and his wife Elle bump into Cherry Evans and his wife. He's got a wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. couple of kids. Three kids. In social situations, Watmo ignores them. Mrs. C.E. Yeah. While Ella still will stop and chat, it's a riff that is as good as it gets. It says, but uh, you know, he says he turned he turned into a Michael Luckwit, and uh, after his first year at Manly, he says, "I'm glad I got off my chest." What no told us, he said, "I won't have this strong feeling of anxiety every time I drive past Brookvale Oval. I can drive past it in peace. When I drive past, I just hear a, a stench, a smell." Yeah, I feel you know? queasy every day. <laughs> that's yeah. what I is. I didn't realise it was anxiety. Yeah, talking of queasy, uh, Chris and Dave, the greatest story of the week, I think, uh, and of course, it happened in Queensland. And I didn't get a chance to talk to Peter Beattie about the colourful characters he would have had to wrestle with as the Labor Premier four times over. We're talking about Bob Catter and you know Joe's mob, Russ Hins, and that. Of you know, all those colourful characters. 
Pauline, you know, it just goes on. Chrissy Barnaby, Hins. you know, it's extraordinary. Like, he must have really developed some strong character over those years. But this tops the barrel. It says there's a restaurant in uh, in Brisbane, apparently, an Italian restaurant called Mario Sarti. And Mario Sarti has got a head chef there uh, called Ryan McIver. And Ryan had a, a, a side business as the chef. Not only were his pastas so good, he just decided to, entrepreneurial style in Queensland, to top up the business a little bit. So he would sell cocaine illicitly under the counter at the restaurant. But there was sure. a queue to order the cocaine. He'd be in the kitchen, he'd get an order. If the order said ragu, he knew that meant under the bowl, slip a little bag of coke, apparently. Right, because no one eats ragu naturally. <laughs> no, not an Italian restaurant, says he. But if you ordered it with onions, it came with strippers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, you can imagine the confusion... When you know the, the big Italian family came to the restaurant to celebrate Nonna's ninety fifth or something, yeah. and Nonna orders the ragu with onions, with onions. and they and, bring and, out the food. Yeah, and the mirror ball drops. No, the, the, no, the, the, well, no. The first they bring out the food, and she goes, "I didn't order this. Yeah. I ordered the ragu with, with onions. onions." You know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> Happy birthday, Grandma! Yeah. Yeah. Ragu with onions. You meant hookers and blow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where does it keep the Where does it keep the strippers? And it's it, got a cupboard for them somewhere. Well, well, you've got you've got to think laterally in terms of your business. Even are you saying this was illegal? Because yeah, yeah. it's like, Queensland. This would have been yeah. that's in Queensland. I, I, I like the fact though that you've mentioned that he was selling cocaine under the counter. Like there's an over the counter cocaine dispensary right. somewhere. Right. And it's certainly it's more inventive than the uh, the Titans thing. Like I want to order some beers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come on now. So some of the finest Italian in Queensland was ordered dishing up cocaine to customers who ordered using the code words, a, f- a full feed of ragu, please. Uh, he used to spend his evening cooking the tastiest parts of town, but tonight he'll be behind bars after pleading guilty of selling cocaine out of his kitchen. But he was also organising strippers for the customers of Mario Sardi, a high-end restaurant in Brisbane. It's under new management, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as nearly as exciting. It's not, and it's, ragu's off the menu. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. I mean, that's so old school, and it's not really going to win them a state of origin, I don't think. No. Lads, I don't think that's the way to go. No, no, love is the way, Stephen. Love Love is is all. Can I simply quote the Beatles and the Chemical Brothers? Love is all. Yes, and we just plead, please, Mr Fiddler, please take the walk from Pullman to ANZ this Sunday. That's the last thing you need to do, and we're all wrapped up and done. The long long march. Barefoot in Olympic Park. Barefoot Olympic Park. Long march to Nirvana. Think of Paul McCartney on the cover. You know? Abbey Road. Suit, barefoot, beautiful look. 28 if. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, Dave. Pleasure. Thank you. Stephen, it's a pleasure. See you later. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!